Hello and welcome to TNT. I am your host, Micah McKenzie, and this is the place where we give you the spill on all things pop culture, political, and societal issues. In today's episode, I am joined with my friends Lindsay Fritz and Ryan Beloyd, and we're here to talk about what it is going to be like to return to campus for in-person learning post-pandemic. So, Lindsay, Ryan, please feel free to introduce yourselves. Uh, let's start with Lindsay first. Hey everyone, my name is Lindsay Fritz. I'm a senior at Fordham College at Lincoln Center. I'm majoring in communications and minoring in marketing, even though I like to say that I'm studying life and I'm very excited to return to in-person learning. Ryan, go ahead. Hi, my name is Ryan, like Micah. I am a theater major at Fordham, um, although, yeah. And um, rising senior. So the last year of, of college, probably, hopefully, maybe. Yeah, um, great for me too, you guys, because I recently did a last minute decision to add on the communications major, major. So like, it looks like according to degree works, I will be okay to graduate by the spring, but you never know. Um, so just to give a little bit of background information for our viewers, as I'm sure you all have been aware, most students since the pandemic have been forced to jump into what has now been now known in popular culture as Zoom University. Uh, just wanna say 10 out of 10, highly do not recommend, uh, is not for me. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of college students also share the same sentiment. But now that the vaccine has come out and we have spent a year doing virtual learning, a lot of universities are moving towards either more hybrid models of learning with emphasis on in-classroom instruction or planning on going fully in-person uh, starting this fall semester. And Fordham being one of those schools is trying to push for fully in-person. Uh, we now have access to the vaccine. If you didn't know, uh, as of today, the August 24th, the Pfizer vaccine has been fully FDA approved. There have also been mask mandates and vaccine requirements. I'm sure you've seen on the news a bunch of parents and teachers storming their school board meetings to discuss these mask mandates and vaccine requirements and passports and things of that nature. And of course, we have the new variants that are out here you know, Delta, Gamma, Lambda, which seem to be more susceptible to children and young adults. So all of that being said, all of our bases covered. Lindsay and Ryan, how are you guys feeling about the move to in-person learning? Lindsay, I, I, I for one, am very excited. Um, you know, I agree with your, I share your sentiment, Micah, that Zoom University is, I mean, it's not trying to call it fake school, but it, it really, I feel like I learned a significantly uh, smaller amount of information. And in general, I just, it, it felt like, you know, most of the college experience and where I'm actually learning is in my interaction with classmates and um, the in-person sort of community that we can form, even if, you know, in the past, maybe we're romanticizing what it was like to be in class and we actually didn't interact with our classmates that much even just being in class, forcing ourselves, it being an environment where you have to focus changes everything. So I'm excited to be back. And especially as theater majors, it's like, you know, how are you going to do online? It's really not uh, functional. So I'm excited. Yeah, totally agree with you there. Yeah, retweet everything that Ryan said. And I think, you know, the past year and a half has made us reevaluate ourselves, the way we think, the way we work in teams. And 
I think if we don't go back now, when will we go back? I mean, it's now or never, and we can use everything we've learned over the past year and a half to drive us forward. Yeah, Lindsay, I think that that's a really good point that you bring up. If we don't go back now, uh, will we ever? While I am a little bit hesitant to go back to campus, especially, you know, with these new variants and the data that's showing that, you know, people our age are more likely to catch those variants and have shown to, you know, be put in the ICU with a lot of extreme symptoms, I think that you do have a point, you know, if we don't try and go to some semblance of pre-pandemic life, like, you know, will we ever be okay to take that jump, especially since, you know, the CDC and a lot of science authorities are coming out and saying that this is probably going to end up being as common as the flu, like you're probably going to have to get a COVID vaccine every year along with your flu shot. So I think it's sort of like you just kind of have to break the ice with it. At some point, you're going to have to take the training wheels off and hope that you know what you're doing. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that, that, you know, it's, it will continue to circulate and that we have to, yeah, make a decision, make a decision now, which I guess we are making, even though we are weighing, you know, the risks, but the vaccine has proven to uh, prevent severe disease for pretty much everyone and well, for most people and then for death for pretty much everyone in pretty much every case and there are rare exceptions. So, you know, it's kind of like, I don't know. And, and as, as theater majors, you know, we have this passion, like in order to do this, you have to really like be putting your whole mind, body, spirit in it to do this stupid, whatever. So it feels like for me, if I really love what I'm doing and like, this is what is important to me in my life, then I should be willing to take a risk for it. You know, even, even if I don't, I personally don't, you know, see much of a risk. Cause if, even if I catch it, I'm not going to die. Well, hopefully um, it, it is kind of like, yeah, some things we have to, we have to take risks for. So. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you there, Ryan. Um, so for those of you all who don't know, um, Fordham is a private university. And so because they are a private university, they are allowed to implement things such as vaccine and mask mandates, which is exactly what Fordham did for us. Um, and I'm not quite exactly sure what the newest policy is. I'm not sure if any of you all know what the new policy um, is. That last email that they sent out was a little bit contradictory and confusing. Ryan, I know that you were very passionate about it. So if you want to go ahead and explain that, you can. Yeah, well, I, they, they sent out and it was expected that they would say that they would follow CDC guidance and say um, that that masks were going to be required for all individuals, even though I, you know, I held out a little bit of hope because they were following the CDC, just recommending it for vaccinated people, but they weren't. So they were recommending it for people on campus. And I actually had an in-person class in July and um, it was just me and, and Father Drance in person, so me, me and one other, uh, one professor in person and, and we didn't wear masks, but you know, in the hallway, he, he chose to, I chose not to. And, you know, there were, there were other people, it was probably two thirds of people had chosen to wear masks regardless. And everyone had to be vaccinated or show a negative test. So for me, it's, I, I do feel like, you know, if we're all vaccinated, then we, we understand that the serious risk is pretty much completely, uh, well, 
is completely av- avoided. There are extreme cases of dying when you are vaccinated, but it is in those cases, it's not, it's questionable if it was even from COVID. So my feeling is like, you know, I'm, especially as, you know, keep saying this theater majors, it's important to, and, and I think about dance majors or somebody brought up learning foreign languages, how difficult it can be when you're not able to see the, cause we, we read mouths, we read lips. Um, so I, I hope that they adjust, but yeah, I saw this email that they recently sent that they're saying essentially that they're going to adjust it based on their own metrics that they didn't exactly expound upon. So I think they're just going to base it off of CDC's ratings for each county, whether it's high, substantial or whatever. Um, so we'll see. I, I think it should be based on deaths. I think that would be more, more of a, um, a guideline because then you could say, okay, where are areas where they actually are? There's big risk because we're going to catch it like, like the cold, like the flu, but it doesn't necessarily paint the picture of what's the severity of the, of the situation. So that's how I feel. Yeah. Lindsay, do you have anything you want to add? I mean, I just really want to return to in-school learning. So I think that the best way to do that is we're going to have to follow the CDC guidelines. And if that means wearing masks in some occasions and getting vaccinated, I'm just trying to do what the team wants and get us all to move forward. Yeah. For me, I think it's like, I expected that we were going to have to wear masks. I expected that when the vaccine came out, we were going to have to get it. What I was not expecting was so many people rebelling against it or just like being angry about it. It's like, especially, you know, since New York um, is requiring those, what they call vaccine passports. Um, and, you know, you have, if you go out in public to a restaurant, you you have to show it, show that you've gotten both doses. Uh, because for me, at least, you know, I went to public school for middle and high school. So, and my parents chose to vaccinate me as a child. So when I, you know, was a baby and my mom took me to the pediatrician because they decided to vaccinate me, you got these little immunization books and you had to bring that with you every time you went to the doctor. And then when she tried to register me for public school, like you need to show that you have proof of vaccinations unless, you know, you have an exemption, whether it be religion, medical, what have you. So I'm like, this is a, this vaccination passport to me is not anything new. So I was just surprised that people were so adamant against it. You know, if you're an immigrant, you have to show that you have proof of vaccinations to gain access to the country. If you're going out of the country into another country, you have to show that you have vaccinations or that country may recommend that you get these vaccinations. Like I know that for some, when my cousin went to do the Peace Corps in Swaziland, they're like, here are a list of vaccinations that we suggest that you get because there are these diseases here that you may be susceptible to. So I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit confusing and almost a little maddening as to why people were so adamant that they didn't want to do it. Like, I understand it's a hassle. It's another step to do whatever it is that you want. But at the same time, I feel like it's almost kind of business as usual, in a sense. It's just that now you got to present it at different locations and not just at school or um, your job or whatever it is. It's just another place that you have to show it. I don't know. How are you guys feeling? I'm sure you guys have seen the Lee Allen Baker, uh, aka Amy Duncan from Good Luck Charlie, her her spiel on that. I I feel like I think the reason that people were hesitant didn't 
it makes sense why you sh- you could be how somebody could be hesitant that you know oh there's something that is given the emergency use authorization right yeah this is the argument that they're using is that it's not fda fda approved but then they also don't trust the fda so so it's just a little bit paradoxical but i could understand somebody being apprehensive because it's, it's new science but for me the science is fascinating and that we have mrna technology that is going to be implemented not only in vaccines but in a lot of different other for treating different illnesses and stuff like that so for me it was kind of like you know i, I would have gotten it anyway even though i feel like i'm well i'm not at risk um to you know suffer serious disease or illness from this um it still is like i don't know i i get fordham saying you have to get vaccinated for it um and if you understand the science then it's actually something that's like you know a, a step a, a scientific uh not eureka but you know progression yeah and that's kind of where i where i stand like i don't know would if i wasn't required to get it would i have probably waited for for one of them to be fda approved probably um but for those people who are saying oh it's not fda approved or it came out too fast or like i don't know what's in it and it's like babes unless you are a scientist a doctor a biochemist you're not going to know what's in this vaccine and even if you did know you wouldn't understand it like the only reason why you would need to know is if you are allergic to some sort of chemical or medication um so for people making that Claim, like I don't know what's in it they could have put anything in there it's like do you know what was in your flu shot vaccine do you know what was in your chicken pox vaccine do you know what's in the vitamins that you take that are not FDA approved so it's just like things like that of, of that nature that sort of tick me off when people are adverse to the FDA or use those claims for not getting a vaccine or not wearing a mask it will be interesting too to see what measures people take to go against it and you know making the fake vaccine cards or the excelsior pass or whatever people do to kind of fake it it'll be really interesting in the next few weeks as those are mandated yeah i don't know i don't know if i'd be willing to risk because i think it's it's a federal charge to fake a, um, a vaccine passport i don't know if i would be willing to risk seven years of my freedom for the sake of that um but you know i mean you got to pick your battles and sometimes for some people it's worth it um do you feel like so we've talked a little bit about the precautions that fordham is taking and just you know some of the precautions that the state of new york are taking do you feel like that is enough or do you kind of feel like it's sort of all that they can do at this point i mean i think we're all trying to learn as we go i don't think anyone has the answers we're all on different pages but I don't think there's a way to say what is right and what is wrong and what the school should be doing, what they shouldn't be. Obviously, everyone can have their own opinion, but I don't think there's a set in stone right answer right now. So I think we all kind of have to be flexible and kind of go with the guidelines in the school as we go. Yeah. I think it's kind of like I was saying before, you know, Fordham required us get vaccinated and that's our protection you know that's that's what's going to protect us if if you're scared about this virus which i can understand i mean i actually had it so i was i was vaccinated and i got my second dose in may and um in july i actually i got it and i was sick for like three or four days 
but um, it was definitely like different, different than the flu. It felt like a flu, but a little bit different. And it was strange because it, it made me realize like, you know, I can, I can understand how somebody could be worried about this because it's it, obviously it's an actual uh, virus. And I believe there's an actual virus, but um, Delta is more infectious for, for everyone, for younger people included, but you know, uh, we're vaccinated. So that's, it's our protection, even if you get sick and there are certain long-term effects that seem possible. But like I was saying before, it's like, you know, there's a risk that I'm, I'm willing to take. So I've, and, and then the mask I think is more of trying to avoid liability issues and, um, I'm not sure, but anyway, I'll leave it at that. I don't know. I mean, I think it's mostly, I think it's liability, but I also think that it just, I don't know. I think that there's some merit to it. And I think that maybe it's just because we live in the US, whereas other countries, if you look at them, they kind of already wear masks if they have a simple cold, not just, they don't just wait for, you know, something as catastrophic as this to start doing that. So in a way, I kind of almost feel like the mask is almost like, you know how you, when you're taught in school, that when you have to cough or sneeze, you cough in your elbow and not into the air. I feel like it's almost like your semi-permanent elbow for when you're out and about. Um, you know, you don't want to spread your germs. You don't want any germs to be spread to you. So just, you know, have your little shield up and go on about your business. But I completely understand that, you know, some people don't want to wear it. It's tiresome. I know I personally, I don't enjoy wearing it, but it do doesn't make me feel a little bit comfortable knowing that there's sort of like a filter between me, my respiratory system and my immune system. Yeah, but it's not something that I want to wear every day. It's not something that I want to continue to having to do. So I feel like it's almost like you have to sort of bite the bullet until, you know, the war is essentially over. If this is the way that scientists are telling us that this is how we're going to beat the vaccine by everyone wearing your mask, getting the vaccine so we can get herd, get to herd immunity, then I think that that is what we should be doing. Um, sometimes you got to just take a little bit of evil. Can I put We sort of talked about the precautions that Fordham and New York are taking. Are you guys doing anything extra for yourselves personally? Um, because I know that for me, my parents, like we, my parents are both Virgos. They've always been clean freaks. Uh, so I have been loaded down with Lysol spray wipes, pretty much anything that I will need. I will be good for cleaning supplies for like the entire year. Let's just say that. Um, so disinfecting everything. My mom is always constantly calling me, you know, make sure that you wash your hands, make sure you have hand sanitizer in your book bag, you know, all of, all of that stuff. Um, so that's sort of what I've been doing, like, you know, just making sure that I'm washing my hands frequently. And I'm sure that, you know, Fordham provides wipes and stuff in the classroom to wipe down desks, you know, before and after you sit down, just things of that nature. But are you guys planning on doing anything different or are you kind of going to go business as usual when you get back to campus? kind of always been a big shower girl so <laughs> <laughs> I've been showering a lot you know same as usual but compared to most people it's a lot uh, like twice a day or more and I also have been watching like sharing drinks with people because that's such an easy way that you could get it like if you just share a drink with someone so that's kind of a weird one that I never really thought about before but now I'm like whoa and I think yeah just going along with what happens at Fordham. I don't know if they're going to have us wipe down the desks or whatnot, but I definitely feel a little bit more self-aware in public and 
being near people and just thinking about the germs and stuff. But at the same time, though, I try not to like live in a bubble, you know, like we can't live in this fear. Obviously, there is you need to be cautious and the vaccines and masks obviously help. But you do we do need to go back to somewhat living our lives and in-person learning. Yeah. I um, I think so, like I got COVID in July and then like the month before that in June, I had a cold. And I, I never really get sick. So it was really annoying. And I remembered how annoying it is to get sick. And I was just like so frustrated in my bed, not able to do anything. So I decided, I mean, I, I always try and eat pretty well, but I've been eating more fruit even than before. And like more, like more trying to take care of myself and working out every day and stuff. And actually, this is kind of weird, but like trying to, I guess like, not increase my exposure to other people, but like realizing that I spent a lot of time not so close to people for a while. And so it, it could be good if I'm, you know, around people more and trying to like resume how I was so that I can strengthen my immune system while not being, you know, unsafe or dumb or straining myself by like eating bad food or whatever. So it's, it's that balance because also I'm not like obs- obsessed with it. Like, okay, I need like my body's my, t- I'm not like a, uh christian bale and um american psycho or whatever i can't remember his name his character's name but (laughs) yeah for me it's about strengthening my immune system and my general health and well-being and like mind state so that i can withstand whatever comes because it just is so frustrating to me to get sick so yeah yeah no i definitely i don't know if you guys have ever watched uh the show my life and kids it's written by the waynes brothers like the people who wrote white chicks uh but there's an episode where everyone in the house catches the flu except for michael the dad and so like he basically goes around like whenever the kids would cough or talk like he just like sprays the air with lysol so like i'm definitely not on that level of like oh my God, like I have to, like, I can't, I can't allow anyone near me. I can't be around people, things like that. But it's like, I don't know, it's senior year and I want to go out. I want to go out with my friends. I want to do all this stuff. I want to be out in the city. But then there's always that small voice in the back of my head. It's like, Micah, we're still in a pandemic. Like there's still things going on. Um, So I don't know. I mean, like, I don't plan on being a complete and total hermit, but I do think I'm going to have to start limiting my more public social interactions as we get closer to flu season just because and i don't know who knows i'm thinking maybe fordham might do what they did last semester where they just send everyone home for thanksgiving and you don't come back to campus until february so i'm not quite sure what they're going to be planning on doing with that but that's sort of what my personal adjustment is going to be I wash my hands after I go to the bathroom. So I'm not like that crazy, <laughs> like trying to, you know, build my music. I'm cleanly, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hope it doesn't get to the point where we have to leave at Thanksgiving. That would be sad, you know? And yeah. I hope, my one hope from last year to this year is I feel like every single move I made or people I hung out with, I always thought like, what if I exposed them? Or, you know, it was a constant, like you were living in this fear. So that's where I think the vaccine will hopefully hopefully help us moving forward, like not have that worry every single second, every time you hang out with someone, you're going to send them to quarantine. Like I was one of the first kids at Fordham in quarantine. So I kind of experienced that fear the whole year. 
Ooh, what was that like, Lindsay? What was quarantine at home like? <laughs> Question of the century. Well, I had been at RA training, learning about it for weeks prior to the first day of school, literally a year ago this week. And then, you know, I was one of the first kids to, I guess, be the guinea pig. So it was really difficult for me because I can't really be alone. I don't like being isolated. And during quarantine, I was obviously, you know, with my family at home. So I wasn't completely alone. But this was really difficult. I, I don't think it was just being at Fordham. I think anywhere in general, being alone is so tough on you and your mental health. So ah, that was really, really rough for me. But coming up on one year and grew a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't think that I could be alone for quarantine. Like, and I personally, I describe myself as an introverted extrovert. Like, I don't, I'm not somebody who needs attention or all eyes on me all the time. Like I have a very close knit circle and that's who I sort of hang out with the most, but to not be able to have any human contact at all for an extended period of time, I feel like that could be harsh on anyone. Even if you are like the biggest misanthropist ever, um, I'm sure you've got like at least one person you would like to see on a regular basis. Um, but you know, that being said, like, do you guys feel that we are going to be able to stay on campus for the entire semester? Or are you kind of just feeling like everyone else? It's like, hmm, maybe we got like three weeks, maybe Halloween, if we're lucky. I mean, I feel like there's the uh, people are continuing to get vaccinated, not as like high of a rate as before. Um, so like within the city, if we're just like looking at the city, cause I think they're saying that they're basing, well, they are basing some of their meetings on the community's, um, general, like well-being or whatever during COVID. So as people continue to get vaccinated, obviously we all are required to be vaccinated. Let's say, you know, 90% of Fordham students are and 10% refuse it or like, or not refuse it, but like, you know, fake it or something which I think is kind of a, a lot of people, but I don't know. Um, even still, the the case, serious amount uh, or the cases, the number of serious cases should be smaller and smaller. That's what you would think at least. So we'll see. I think that there will be cases on campus because more people, you're more capable of uh, catching it, of catching COVID with the Delta variant if you are vaccinated. So it's just a question of, how much weight do they put into that? If it's like, you know, minor sicknesses or whatever, but I don't know, we'll see. I'm optimistic, but I'm always optimistic. I think if we can do it last year, we can do it this year. I think hopefully it will not get as bad as it did last year. And I think, you know, we can do it. Um, so we kind of sort of talked about this earlier, uh, but it just came through I believe last week, uh, Supreme Court Judge Amy Coney Barrett recently blocked uh, a student's petition at the University of Indiana to stop uh, the vaccination requirement and mask mandate that they had put into place. So how do you guys feel about other universities or just these things in general? How do you guys feel about the blockage of this petition? Do you feel like, having these requirements are an infringement of your rights or do you kind of feel like this is just what we have to do and this is what we have to live with? Well, I'll say, I'll say Amy Coney 
Coney or yeah, Coney Barrett is um is a conservative judge, right? So like it's it's interesting because I'm I'm not sure I'm not going to say, but you know that student there's a good chance that they were conservative and and I understand feeling you know I'm I'm liberal, but I I definitely am like I'm liberal, but I like to come to my own conclusions and stuff as you can see with my whatever but i i do feel like yeah fordham is a private institution they get to decide what they what they want to or don't want to mandate um you know whether we agree with it or not you know we might not agree with like well public schools can have you know dress codes and we don't agree with most of those i'm sure especially like young women or young girls are like kind of like harassed by the school system. Yes. So I understand that. And I, I can understand that feeling of like injustice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a private institution. It, it has the right to do that. And that's kind of what our country is sort of, you know, they, we follow a constitution and yeah. I actually was surprised by her decision because I mean, of course, when she was elected as judge, you know, love her, hate her, whatever. I personally feel like the way that she was voted in was a little, it, obviously it was legal, but it was still a little sketchy to be perfectly honest with you, in my opinion. Um, but I was surprised that she actually blocked this just because from what we've been seeing in the media, obviously there are definitely gonna be Democrats and liberals who are opposed to it because not everyone thinks the same way. But what we have been shown has been a lot of conservatives who have been bucking against uh, this system. But in her reasoning, I don't have a direct quote, but this is essentially what she was saying. It's like, you have a constitutional right to get an education without the blockages of discrimination, you know, based on sex, religion, uh, sexual orientation, race, what have you. Uh, but you don't have a constitutional right to have a education at a specific university or have a job at a specific business. So it's sort of one of those things like, yes, you can have a job. Yes, you can pursue an education. But if it's a privately owned business or university, the way our government is set up, they are allowed to have their own stipulations and requirements. But I also found it to be quite interesting that while the Constitution is protecting these privately owned businesses and institutions, the federal government is not requiring some of their employees to be vaccinated, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I don't know if you guys have any reactions to that, but it's sort of weird how you like you allow private institutions to require that, but then you won't even require it on a national level. So they just today, I think co coinciding with the uh, FDA approval, said that all service members, so everybody in the military has to get vaccinated. So they're, they mandated, mandated for that. I'm not sure the other jobs or occupations, federal jobs or occupations that they have not required it for, but they did do that. And I think they must have just been waiting for the FDA approval so that they could sort of fall back on that and say, oh, now you don't have an excuse. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I just know that that was a point of contention in a lot of the press conferences. Like they were asking uh, Jess, like, you know, how many staff, White House staffers are vaccinated and like, what are the numbers? And they weren't trying to release that information. And they basically just said that we're not making a requirement as of right now. So I thought that that was interesting. Um, and I guess it just goes to show like that that is how complex our constitution is that we can provide protections for privately owned 
institutions, but when it comes to us on a national level, like you're a little bit more limited in what you can and can't do. Um, so I don't know, I thought it was interesting. Um, so now that we are moving back to in-person learning, what is one thing from the virtual classroom of Zoom University that you will be bringing into the real life campus at Fordham University? I think just a general overall thing I'll be bringing with me is just a better communicator. And I think, you know, we've had to work in teams from all over the world, all over the country, all different time zones and work on projects that we'll never be able to do in person and present in person. So I think just those critical thinking and communicating skills will not only carry with me in the classroom, but in life and in my career. I completely agree. And I feel like I feel like the best thing that I, I, I have gotten from Zoom University is an appreciation of of in person and of my classmates and my peers, you know, and like I'm actually very excited to return in person yeah. and see you guys. I mean, uh, Micah, you and the rest of the theater, uh, our theater class, you know, I, I texted in our Snapchat group chat and I was like, I'm excited to see you guys because I was just one day I was like, man, I'm actually really excited to go back in person and be able to do what I love with with people that love it, hopefully just as, as much as I do, you know, and and that we get this opportunity to work with each other. And I realized that that's the only way I learn. I learn with other people, with people challenging and with discussion, with support, collaboration. That's the really the only way that I I learn in any meaningful way. And everything else is just kind of like my own, you know, I don't know, aspirations. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that I totally understand what you're saying, Ryan, about like being excited to see everyone, especially because we are theater majors. And I'm sure this is this goes the same for anyone that has like a heavily in-person emphasis on their school, on, on their education, whether, you know, you are a lab STEM student or you are a performer. For me personally, I learned that I absorb information a lot better when I'm in the classroom because I'm forced to pay attention. You know, there's a lot of things that you can't get away with when you're sitting in front of a teacher in a classroom that you can get in, get away with on Zoom. You know, you can open up another web browser, you can be on your phone. If there's enough students in the class, you can turn off your camera and your professor won't even know. So I think for me, I'll be bringing in like that I don't want to say hyper awareness because I don't think that's the right word, but I guess like a newfound focus. Um, and I think that just from being online, like I still did well, I still ended up being an AB student, like nothing really changed grades wise, but I just noticed that retaining information was a little bit harder for me. Like I actually had to go back and start relearning how to take notes because I hadn't really had to do that in a while. Um, and I think another thing I'll be bringing in is just I always like to say that you are your best advocate for yourself. Like no one is gonna go as hard for you as you are. Um, so definitely thinking about if I ever see an issue with me or I need help with something, jumping off at the first warning sign and not waiting until the last minute, like not saying that I did that, but especially now that we were, that we're going back in person coming from Zoom and having that a little bit more access because your teacher was online, they weren't coming to campus, you didn't have to schedule a time for you to physically meet, they could just meet from their convenience of their living room or whatever. Um, so I think I'm definitely bringing in that connection with your professor um, and really being on top of that. 
but I am also really excited to return to an acting classroom. Whether that means I got to wear a mask or not a mask, I will be excited to not look at you all on Zoom. Because <laughs> it's it's weird. Like, it's almost like I, in a way, have forgotten what people look like from the shoulders up. And I know that that's weird to say, but I like ran it when I, I went to New York with my sister um, a couple weeks ago and we saw um, Lee, who's my best friend. She's a directing major. And it was so weird like to see her, like her full body, like and actually interact with her because for so long, for a year and a half, because she wasn't um, at Fordham, she was doing school remotely in Connecticut. I hadn't seen her for a year and a half. I'd only seen her through either my computer or on my phone on FaceTime. So I think it's gonna be a little bit of a culture shock to sort of see everyone and really like actually experience them in the 3D. Uh, but that's kind of what I'm most excited about. But does anyone have anything that they're least excited about for returning to campus? Probably having to put on like real clothes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, commute. Like a bunch of people have moved off campus. I have. Ryan has and yeah now we have to factor in that time you know we don't just wake up and our furthest commuters our zoom screen we actually have to walk and put on real clothes and do our hair so all that. Yeah i'm definitely with you on that Lindsay um, I was notorious for hitting the snooze button until maybe about 10 minutes before class and then rushing to get ready to be presentable on my laptop so definitely with you on that. Yeah i'll, I'll miss my like chess passion because i i developed a uh an affinity for chess over this um zoom university career and so i would just have my class on and i would just play chess the whole class pretty much and now that's over so too bad i don't know i mean i'm i'm sure you can still keep that hobby up ryan in your in your free time but now you'll be able to actually like play it with another person were you playing chess like on the computer yeah, it was like online though. I'm I'm trash also. Like I'm not good. <laughs> It'd be good if I leave it behind. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think that if you were to actually like practice in real life the real person, I think that you would be able to like improve. But it's all if, if you want to improve, if you want to do it, if you think it's worth it. I need like an orphanage and a basement and like a janitor to teach me. <laughs> oh my god. That sounds like a plot of a new movie, like a new coming of age movie. And you just like the, the janitor is like your master and you learn all your life lessons through chess with him. Sort of like the Karate Kid, but make it chess. It's the plot of Queen's Gambit. But Literally. I I'm definitely with two theater majors right now. <laughs> Sorry, Lindsay. <laughs> um, but just to sort of close us out, do you guys have any advice for any other students that are possibly returning to campus for this semester? I would say make the most of it. I mean, for us as seniors, almost half of our college education has been online at Zoom University. So if you have this opportunity to be on campus and no matter what grade you're in, definitely, you know, take advantage, go to those RA events that you would have never gone to in person, you know, just appreciate it. As Ryan said, you know, be grateful for the people around you and the opportunities that, you know, one day we had and the next day they were taken away from us. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like, like exactly that uh, presence and graciousness that like and, and gratefulness that we that we are not it's not a right 
that we have this education as college students, right? That we have higher education. It, we are privileged to be able to, to study what we, hopefully what we're interested in. Um, and to do that with like people that are, you know, smart. I mean, we, we go to a pretty good school, but regardless to have the opportunity to further your education, to continue to learn. There are many places in, in our country and in the world that don't have, that people are not afforded this opportunity, that young adults are not for, afforded this luxury of higher education. So it, it really does make me feel, even though technically we were still being, we were still in school the past year. Now it's kind of like, well, this is what it's about and appreciate, appreciate your life, you know, and, the, and your blessings. Yeah, I would definitely say that I echo both you and Lindsay. And the one thing I will add, I would just say to have grace and have patience, not only with, you know, students, teachers, because they're all coming back and sort of having to reacclimate themselves to the classroom, but also have patience with yourself um, because, you know, you essentially are coming back from a year of, I don't want to say isolation, but of separating yourself and you may feel overwhelmed being in classes with a bunch of people you may feel like maybe you're not on top of your game or or as on top of it as you used to be so i would just say have patience with yourself because this is going to be an adjustment period not only just for you but for everyone across the board so don't feel bad don't feel like you're failing or that you're a failure because this is it's just growing pains and you will be fine if you stick to it and be patient with yourself and get the help that you need when you need it well <laughs> amen um but yeah ryan Lindsay, thank you so much for coming uh i loved hearing you guys perspective and i hope you guys have a great and awesome semester hey guys it's micah mckenzie i hope you enjoyed that last episode if you did please feel free to follow me on instagram at micah hinton and be sure to follow the tnt podcast on spotify and apple and google Podcasts, so that way you always get a notification when we post a new episode if you've been enjoying our back to school special i hope you stay tuned for our last episode of the series now that we're seniors I'll be sitting down with my friend Amanda and we'll be discussing the past four years of our college experience and sort of giving a self-reflection now that we are seniors in college. So please stay tuned for that episode. Thank you so much for listening and remember to keep sipping.